I'm so glad you're here, Brian, actually, because I like my little cup of coffee, and I was going to have to, I thought. If Whoa, it was that just, is the littlest cup of coffee ever. I like a little cup of coffee. Little, little, little. All my cups little. Like, this is like a child-sized mug of coffee. I didn't I even love, notice that. Yeah, uh, like a little thimble of coffee. <laughs> yeah, and, and then what? And then, well, I'd go and refill it often. Oh, But okay. if it was just going to be you and I, bud, which yeah. we thought it might have to be, yeah. then you, I was going to have to, while you were explaining a topic, I was going to have to <laughs> run out, get coffee, come back, and then be like... I think my opinion is... Why don't you just start with a tankard of coffee instead of this tiny child-sized toy cup? Do you drink coffee? No. Okay, so don't tell me my business. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. All right, sure. No, but that's a fine enough question, I suppose, and there's a lot of people walking around with tankards, Mm -hmm. but... No, it gets cold. I well, want every last sip of this coffee to be hot and delicious, and I will get to it by time. As a tea drinker, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay, Here's I just I, I kind of like when my coffee gets cold. Weirdo, but I get I like ah! I, you, you, <laughs> you have it. You have your coffee like unsweetened. Yeah, why? Because uh, I have mine very sweet. I get those like. Um, those specialty creamers. <laughs> oh, wow. you don't even need to put sugar. You Fancy pants. Just like, like load it up with that. Yes. And so when it gets cold, it's like an iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dang gross. That's just gross. not me, but okay. <laughs> you know, I have my Very yummy without sugar. Oh, brother. <laughs> so are you into the pepperminty ones right now? Because it's the holiday oh, no, season. No, no, no. It's, all, it's hazelnut all the way. Oh my god. Oh, I see. I just sprinkle a few hazelnut beans in with my regular beans. You're such a hipster. Grind them in together. Oh wait, you were serious? Yes. You can I buy don't hazelnut. Use the vanilla creamer. Wow. I take the vanilla bean and extract it <laughs> off of the. God. When you don't have I children get, or go, love, you nah. get, <laughs> I go to coffee. South America and get the cacao plant. Oh. <laughs> You're full of cacao. Let's get into this. Here's the tea. Let's go. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, let's a go. Let's a go. The trailer for the new Super Mario Brothers movie is out. That's how he says it. That's how he says it. Why do I even bother writing stuff for you? Why? Last last week is it was fruit flies. I don't know the fruit flies. What's worse than a romance scam or a crypto scam? A romance crypto scam. And the capital city Comic Con okay, is taking a break. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast, episode 216. We record this on Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out, Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. And I am presently in the room with a couple of children. <laughs> I'm not in the room. I'm presently in the recording with a couple of children. That's not true. I'm not in the room. Who love putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Ugh. Brian, say your thing, please. Oh, I'm DJ Boytano. I um, do the weekday wind down and the mixtape in the afternoon oh zone. God. currently doing the midday zone and something went all fluey. Yeah. Well, I'm Bulbasino, and speaking of the midday zone and Kirsten James, uh, I just love so much that um, when I gave her my big finger wag last week, uh, she took such exception to it about um, being such an interrupter, and th- she joined us later in the podcast, so she didn't hear that part until later when she listened to the pod later. Mm-hmm. And now she's on holiday for two weeks. Oh, and she doesn't get to <laughs> respond. <can't> <laughs> she doesn't get to rebut. And I just, that gave me so much joy that she took such exception to it and then now has to be in Disneyland upset. <laughs> she's, she's doing about it. You know she is. I'm sure she's not. <laughs> oh, I hope she is. I hope she like is riding like Pirates of the Caribbean, thinks of me for a second, and then is like, no. Stink a ball. I hate that guy. Oh ruins her trip. Yeah, I'm just trying to ruin her family vacation. But um, can we say how absolutely wonderful that she goes back to Disneyland every two months, I suppose, hey? <laughs> no, this was an exception. I didn't realize. Even when she said it last week, I was like, 
What? And then not until I started seeing the Instagram stories of her at Disneyland with Precious Child, I was like, what? She went with Hubby and Precious Child a couple months ago. That was a trip that they planned, a little family trip. Without Precious Child last time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, without Precious Child. But this time, um, her mama and brother came along. Mm -hmm. And so... And Precious Child. And Precious Child, yeah. So uh, So it was a larger family trip. And I don't believe this one was as planned. I think it was just sort of something that happened. And who's going to turn down uh, an opportunity to wait three hours in line and pay an extra $20 to ride uh, the Ride of the Resistance, uh, which does sound amazing, and I sure hope they got onto that a bunch of times again. Mm-hmm. I really want to go on that ride. Yeah, if she misses it this time around, she'll go in February, I'm sure. <laughs> good Lord, exactly. She'll go with me when I go in February. Perfect. Um, no, it's great. And she made a good point on her Instagram last night, too, which I thought was lovely, that um, her child is so young. Like, she never planned to take him so young. Oh, yeah. He'll remember none of this. He'll remember none of this. But I went to Disneyland, maybe I was even a little bit older than he is now, and remember none of it. Yep. But in a similar way, I think it was nice for my parents. And I think, uh, you know, those memories of me being like a little kid. And also we have some great pictures. And obviously Kirsten just like takes so many great pictures. That's it. I have photos of uh, a vacation to Disneyland when I was five. Remember none of it. But I remember, I'm looking, I look at the photos, I'm like, I was having a good time. Yeah. Right. There you go. Evidence of a chappy, of a chappy childhood. <laughs> good Lord. Chappy childhood. didn't use a slur this time. Um, <laughs> right. A winger. <laughs> evidence of a happy childhood, just as good as the childhood itself. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. I did the first time, for the first time I could say... A zoner reached out to me with a topic for the geek out that was their own personal story and spoke with me on the condition of anonymity. I've always wanted to say that because it's a crappy, crappy thing to be caught into any sort of scam. And this person was caught in not a romance scam, not a crypto scam, a romance crypto scam. No. And told me their whole story. And so I got all the details and I anonymized them everywhere and I talked about it and it was, it's important. Uh, and, and I really appreciate this owner who I just call Zed uh, for reaching out and telling me their story and giving me all the details and answering all my questions. And it's just, it's just a really cruddy thing. But the gist of it is, because in your romance scam, you know, it starts as a romance and then there's some sort of emergency and they need money mm-hmm. right now. Um or in a crypto scam, it's it's like I'm a business or I'm a rich person or I'm a scammer impersonating a business or a rich person and, and send Bitcoin to this address and I'll send back, you know, that and a half kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So straight up scams. With the romance crypto scam, the deal was it started out as a regular Tinder match, but then this person, out of the goodness of his own heart, mm. wanted to teach Zed how to get into cryptocurrency oh, no. by just putting a tiny amount of money into this exchange, which they researched. They mm-hmm. they looked into not only the 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 exchange, but the bank that was doing part of the trading. And it all looked above board. What they because they say themselves they are a skeptical person, but what they didn't catch was the actual link to the website when they do the thing was a phishing trap. And so oh. it was a lookalike to the legit website. And they didn't lose too, too much money, but they wanted to get the message out, um, you know, again, anonymously, because it's a a sucky, embarrassing thing. Um, And hilariously, at the end of their email, they were like, and then I changed my email address and all my passwords and now use two-factor authentication on everything, just like you taught us, which is adorable. And I loved to hear it, but I didn't love to hear that it happened. However... I just I get to file it under the zone.fm slash geekout basics, which is sort of my archive of of more general internet safety mm. um, uh, geekouts. And yeah, so I'm really grateful to Zed for reaching out and uh, giving me their trust. Wow. Did yeah. did Zed meet the scammer? Like did they, they no. hook up? No, really, it was always no. over. Yeah, it was it was mm. it was in the opening days of things. And oh. like you know, they said like they were never directly asked for money. This was meant to be just a, a lesson on how to sort of get into it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, and so they got suspicious early on and they, you know, they did all the right things and they, they even talked to a financial advisor the moment it was seeming squiffy when, when the bank, you know, because they, they got in touch with 
quote-unquote customer service of the bank where they were putting their money, which again was just another scammer. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that customer service rep asked for a commission payment, that's when everything just stopped for Zed and they're like, hold on a second. Um, yeah. And then emailed the actual bank and the actual bank's, nope, you don't have an account here. And then talked to the financial advisor and then cut everything off and reported it to um, BC Securities, Canadian Anti-Fraud, and the police. Um, again, Good. did all the right things. Wow. Loving, loving their attitude. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> I want two different messages right here now, okay? To people who are into crypto and the people who aren't. Yeah. If you aren't and someone wants to get you into it and you don't know them very well. Very well. Get... Don't. Yep. Don't stay mm. away. Yeah. Massive red flag. Yeah. And if you are into crypto, leave people alone. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm saying that you're into crypto. <laughs> what a good way to put it. Or or rather like sorry, but like man, I've been following crypto for a long time and there's I know people have got crypto and everything, but it's just it not leave people alone, but please understand now at this point, don't take it personally when uh, you talking about crypto is a red flag. Yes. Okay? Mm. Because, and you got to know this too if you're into crypto, the amount of money that's been lost in crypto, Oof. right? The, the, the stability of it. Um, and and also the general douchiness yep. of the crypto fan. Crypto bros. And I'm not saying this is you if you like crypto. I'm just saying the general person. Like the exact, exact way for me is if I meet somebody on one of these apps or blind date or whatever it is, I always like to have someone over to the house. It's just nice. I have a nice house. Got a nice backyard. Yep. Got a nice fireplace. Let's have a drink. It's comfortable. Okay. It's che- cheap, if I'm honest. It's a cheap <laughs> date. Fair enough. Okay. So I float that. But because similarly, some men have done murder. Mm. Okay. I get a lot of pushback against that. Uh, no thanks. That's a red flag. How about we meet somewhere in person first? And my response is... Absolutely. Yeah. I completely understand. And of course, in first, I need to gain your trust. So that's all I'm saying to you. If you like crypto and you do genuinely just want for the love of crypto, get someone into it. <laughs> for the okay, love of crypto. Don't. Don't. Or understand why it's a big red flag. And and likewise, yeah, if anyone is trying to get you into crypto, trying to send you something and you Ugh. don't know them, you don't. You know, like, But when would you, you're dating someone, even you've met them. When would you feel like, oh, yeah, I'll accept a link <laughs> to a crypto scam? I mean, if it was anything other than crypto, it would be a judgment call. But with crypto, you add like a year. You know, you add like a year of trust. And because you don't know someone. Yeah, you don't. You know? They're, and that's the thing. Most people are genuine and legitimate and whatnot. But the people who do this do this. The people who scam yeah. are good at it, and they know. That's the thing, right? Because there's that anonymity factor with the, the zoner that got in touch with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I totally understand that they would want to, um, you know, be remain anonymous because it, it is slightly an embarrassing thing. But at the same time, these people that scam these days are like freaking heist artists. Yeah, like artists. That's a like great way to put it. On a web page yeah. and everything. It's like a full-on heist. Yeah. So, yeah, of course they they it's, you know, successful for, you know, for a number of them because yeah, it's it's something that's looks legitimate, you know, at, oh, yeah. at times. Yeah. And like any any scam, they wouldn't keep doing it if it wasn't successful for oh, them. Yeah. It is yeah. successful for them. They keep netting marks and making money, and that's why they keep doing it, and that's the worst part of it. And I don't mean to totally, like, crumb on crypto in general and people who are into crypto. I Like, crypto bros, we can say, yeah, they're bad um, generally. But, you know, like, people, people are still just into crypto. But, and I don't know enough about it to say it's the worst or it's totally bad, and if you're into it, you probably know better than me. But that's maybe my question to you, bud, is, like, it does feel like, from what I do know, is, like, the bloom is coming off the crypto rose and would you say that that's going to be a permanent de-blooming or is there room for crypto to come back and and be a more legitimate or a, or a safer or a 
better thing, like for it to live up to its promise, right? For it to be this decentralized place to put wealth and money. Because it feels like now it's not. It feels like the only people who are into it are kind of sketchy and shady and that a lot of the value of it is just like evaporating like crazy. I think NFTs somehow getting kind of mixed up in the whole crypto world and them Mm -hmm. being like so kind of inherently like icky kind of ruined it a little bit. Um, And the metaverse is all kind of mixed in there as well. So what do you think? Like, is there is there room for crypto to come back and and stop having this uh, negative connotation with so many people? 2020, 2020, 2022, (laughs) this year, 2022 (laughs) has been, in my opinion, the worst year for crypto. Right. We've had so many like pump and dump scams and 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 straight up like and, and a lot of the thefts which they just you just can't recover it from from because it's just laundered and disappeared and it's all in the blockchain which is a publicly available thing but it's like when a million little little uh, transactions come in like eat away at your pile of money mm. there's no way to keep track of it it's it's professional money laundering basically this year, with all of the disasters that have happened in crypto and, you know, last year and a little bit of this year, we're sort of like the boom and bust of NFTs. Uh, I think it would take, honestly, two years of successes mm. for crypto to even be considered um, by the mainstream. I, I think at this point, it is so echo chamber and so niche um, that it uh, it doesn't really stand a chance long term. It's a little bit like Twitter. Twitter is not mm. going to like, you're not going to wake up one day and it'll be dead. But it is currently dying a slow death and will probably last for a few years until it is bought up by somebody reputable or eventually just fizzles out. But nobody will remember it by then. I kind of think crypto is like that. Hmm. Yeah. So if you like crypto... <laughs> Stop making those videos with uh, my life be like, ooh, uh. <laughs> you just king. I don't fucking care. I don't get brilliant. I uh, shut that off. Why is that still making that noise? I, I, don't, I don't get those videos weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're getting served those, Brian. Very true. Like, eh, unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming soon. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, this will be in theaters April 7th, 2023. Zoner Ewan sent it along with the only text in his email saying, Mario looks like an idiot, which just made me laugh. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I have so many thoughts about this. Uh, it, its initial premiere was during the second The Super Mario Brothers movie direct. Nintendo Direct is usually this thing. It's their sort of pre-done video presentations where they talk about it. They had Anya Taylor-Joy on for a moment. They oh. had Seth Rogen on. Uh, yeah, they who talk- is Seth Rogen in this movie? Do we know about that? He's Donkey Kong. Oh, right, <laughs> and yeah, they who doesn't <laughs> doesn't speak in this trailer, mm-hmm. um, and then they they then they show the trailer and uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, who's like he created Donkey Kong and and Mario and Pikmin and and uh, Zelda and all of the like the big franchises at Nintendo. He talked at the end about how they have changed Donkey Kong's face and structure to be a bit more comical, a bit more silly and, and zany and whatnot. But uh, I want to hear everyone's thoughts on the trailer proper. Which, of course, are in the show notes for the uh, for the podcast. Mm. It's an illumination. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'll see this. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Because like for me, the my I like I. It looks looks good. Like the 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 visuals and stuff. I thought looked looked pretty fun. It's stunning. Yeah, um, it's gorgeous. I just yeah, knowing that it's like kind of from the studio that it's from, it's just like ah, it's it's not it's not gonna be top rate. It's got a bad pedigree to start, you know. Yeah. It I think it looks a little better than other Illumination things that I know, but I don't think that's saying much. But it does look very beautiful. Yeah. Oh god. I mean, I didn't mind sing and sing too. Those are I, I like music. Those are fine. <laughs> I like, like music, but, says the music director. <laughs> Love it. But like the yeah, they're the ones that I don't like necessarily flock to like the theater. Like oh, we gotta go see Encanto, or we we gotta go mm, yeah. see this, you know, this animated film or whatever. And, and it's not me just being a Disney snob. It's just like, <laughs> no. Sometimes quality of those are just 
Not great. Yeah. But I like it, Mario. <laughs> no. It's good. I like Mario too. Oh, for one thing, since when Mario Luigi wearing colored shirts? What the heck? <laughs> They've been wearing crewnecks for uh, as long as I can remember. Now all of a sudden they get a big fancy movie. They're wearing collars. Hey, ah. when they when they kidified the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they gave them the colored uh, eye masks, right? Because all of them wore red in the comics. So you gotta you gotta do a little bit to bridge that gap. I think. I suppose, and I also I think actually, if I look at the old Super Mario Brothers Super Show, I think. Uh, Big Lou was wearing probably a collared shirt as well, so yep, we'll throw again. back there. That was a weird thing, but it wasn't the only weird thing, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. I feel like I still didn't get much of a characterization of how they're going to present these characters that are so beloved, um, except for Princess Peach. I totally got what they're doing there. We're doing, like, badass princess, standing up for her people, ready to fight. You know what I mean? Total matriarch. To- yeah, that was cool. Okay, whatever, whatever. She's not going to be damsel in distress, not even close. No. So that's great. Funny is that the voice of Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach yeah. really sounds like the voice of Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh really? Oh interesting. Yeah, and I completely forgot that it's like, oh yeah, it's this is not this is Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. So that I found okay. Uh, the voice of Luigi. We had Charlie Day in there. Fine, <laughs> fine. It's okay. Um, Bowser, of course. We get Jack Black, and that rules. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we had Chris Pratt. Which <laughs> there we go. Which I found. Did you think as well that? Not very much Mario for a trailer for your Super Mario movie. Mm-hmm. Was that it on purpose because they know it's garbage? Well, it's on purpose for it could be on purpose for a couple of reasons. Okay. One, it could be you like you could be right. Maybe they they know it's garbage or they're just leaving that because that's more intrigue, right? This is my thought. Yeah, like they they don't want to like they don't want to spoil too much of what he's gonna sound like. Yeah, because they want people to find that out in theaters. Because they don't want to have to sonic his teeth. <laughs> well, yeah, so it could go either way. It could maybe it's maybe it's just fine, mm-hmm. but they they want to keep that suspense for people because they know that's gonna sell some tickets. Well, to their credit, they also did include some pretty major lines. So you had the "Let's a go," mm-hmm. which, oof, I don't know the the read on that. I can't imagine the, the amount of times Chris Pratt said "Let's a go" to try and get it just right. Mm-hmm. And but in the end, what did you think of the delivery? Uh, I don't. Uh, I think that. Okay. I don't know. It it sounded like a hate crime. <laughs> so, oh my god! Well, do you know what oh I mean? Oh my god! That's oh extreme. That's well, not what I was expecting. Well, do you know what I mean? I just like when I I don't do accents because they just sound wrong. Mm-hmm. They're wrong and they sound almost hateful. And so like that's that's what I mean, right? It's just like that's not that. Oh boy, I don't know. It was. And then he had a wahoo as well, which I guess was better. Oh, God, I don't know. He's just doing an impression of the video games anyways. Uh, All right. I'm so entertained by how upset you get with the, oh, hey, Chris Pratt's playing Mario. (laughs) It's just so fun to watch. I'm so sorry. No, (laughs) no, no, no. No, I'm not. Okay. It's not are you because not, of Chris are Pratt. You not? No, I'm not. I'm c- come on, Brian. I'm giving this thing a, a chance. Every single line. I'm basing it on its merit. I'm reacting to the performance. That's all I can do. I am not. And you were giving me a hard time last week too about Chris Pratt. But I'm not. I'm not like staunchly in the fuck Chris Pratt camp at all. At all. I'm just reacting and i don't like what it is uh, okay and then there's nothing to do with the person it's the performance bud you got a ton of thoughts and i we're saving them for last like please spill your guts bud <laughs> you steam over there okay um yeah i think this movie is going to be not a step but like steps multiple steps uh, above any general Illumination picture. Yeah. Nintendo won't have it. Yeah. Um, Nintendo is steering this ship, and um, 
illumination is pressing the buttons as far as I'm concerned. Um, so yeah, I do continue to enjoy the visuals of it and how it looks. Um, and you Taylor joy. I won't say she took me out of it. It was unexpected. I'm looking forward to more of it, but it was just not what I was. I was, I, I just wasn't ready for it, but I will, I I'm, I'm ready to accept it because again, you're used to this kind of, Oh no, mm. Mario kind of voice. Mm-hmm. And that is very damsel in distress. And just yeah. like you said, Brian, this is not that character. Um, no. Yeah. Interestingly, that, but that you weren't, that took you out of it. Like the, um, just like the, the range the low pitch of her voice, the vocal fry that was in it, just the, the delivery of the lines. It was sincere. It was good acting. Yeah. And it's just, that's, and good acting is not what I'm used to with princess peach. That's right. all I'm saying. Okay, okay. That's all I'm saying. But you're happy yeah. with that? You're kind of making you somewhat stoked for I, that? I am accepting that and, yeah. and ready to see more of that, yeah. Princess Peach was the only one that I saw in two views of the trailer who was wearing a helmet on her motorcycle <laughs> in that huge Mario Kart uh, Rainbow Road uh, finale. Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. noted that she said the word galaxies, which I thought was a very cute uh, uh, reference to Super Mario Galaxy. Well, I thought, was that going to be in the post-credit scene just to like get set oh, up for the sequel, maybe. I thought. Oh, maybe. Oh, God. Yeah. I hate sequel <laughs> teases now. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Rosalino will come. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, right? Oh, and man. Nick Fury. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're part of a bigger universe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So Chris Pratt basically had two lines in this one and the woohoo the woohoo got me just because it was the it was at the end of after a peach said galaxies mm. and then she was carrying a freaking lance or something and then they do that mario kart thing and the animation of him doing the drift and then getting back in all those cars and he does like and, a fist pump with yeah it yeah and he yeah. said woohoo and was like oh that felt pretty good yeah, okay uh-huh. that's great but the first line all right Let's go. Which isn't almost wasn't a let's go. It was almost a hets go. It w- it was it was a very believable line delivered by a character in a movie. And it, it led me to I won't say it's a prediction. It's a it's a hope of mine for this movie. Maybe because of the reasons of you didn't want to listen to Charles Martinet be at that falsetto for three hours. Mm. My prediction, my hope is that. We're going to have Chris Pratt as Mario for two-thirds, four-fifths, nine-tenths of the movie. And something will happen. Oh. And at the end, it's going to be Charles Martinet's voice. What? That's my prediction. Wow. Which would, which would kill Chris Pratt for a sequel, sure. But that is, that is my... I mean, because A, we know he's in there yeah. doing you know cameos. And of course, he voices all the male mustachioed characters. <laughs> so he could be a, a Wario or a Luigi yeah. in, in the background or whatnot. Yeah. But that is my prediction, is that he will take over the Mario voice toward the end. And if that's the case, I'm a little more accepting of the whole Chris Pratt as he is as a normal character. I kind of feel like... This kind of feels a bit like Detective Pikachu to me. Mm. Like... A human, which was weird that they referred, Bowser referred to Mario and Luigi as humans, yeah. you know, is sort of in this world. And from the first teaser, he like flies out of the pipe and lands on the mushrooms. Maybe he doesn't know he's supposed to be Mario. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he's like put into Mario's body kind of thing. Maybe it's a bit like Detective Pikachu. Weird. Which we didn't expect for him to talk and especially in that voice. Um, so that's my thought. Hmm. And so... That 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 hope and dream, that that spark of hope, if we will take a Mario adjacent game pun, uh, gave me more hope for this. But movie. then, for the long term, if there is a sequel, would then we have to sit through an hour and a half to two hours of Charles Martinet? Great question. Let's hope they just make one movie. But I doubt it. <laughs> one a- movie. No. I know. Twenty twenty two. How many avatars are they making? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Seventeen. But uh, it's an interesting prediction, though. I think you might might be onto something there. That's something. Like, what do you think? He's gonna get kicked in the nuts, and then he gets turned into Charles Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a high-pitched voice yeah. and an Italian accent that's not so much a hate crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know what I think I'm really wanting and what I didn't get out of this trailer was like, I want more dialogue. I want to hear more of what the voice sounds like because when I only just hear, let's uh, go, <laughs> and it's kind of stilted in that way, I'm like, did he just put the uh on 
that like kind of Italian-y thing in that one case because that's the catchphrase? Or is he going to kind of have that affect throughout the rest of the – because if that's just how he talks, if that's just, you know, I, I needed him to say so long, gay Bowser. Oh, my God. I needed him to say so long, gay Bowser. Well, you're going to need for a lot longer than it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> he yeah. might say so long, gay Bowser. Don't you you don't know. So, like, that's what I needed. It was a little bit more of, like, what's the conversation sound like? Yeah. You know, what is this thing? And is I, he just putting it on for the catchphrases? I think he's going to put it on for the catchphrases. I think it's probably going to be normal dialogue. Um, you know, just like dialed back human being kind of talking for the bulk of it. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. And did you, did you feel like Mario seems like an idiot? Um, it's training montage, right? So you got to start out as an idiot. Sure. Um, but, um. He'll become a hero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, didn't you like as well though, again, this is to the visuals, but, uh, the training montage looks like classic Mario levels. Absolutely. That was so cool. Absolutely. Like to train him to adventure through this mushroom kingdom. That's so beautiful. The way they get the training, the, the, the training course that looks like Mario one, all eight bit and side scrolly. I mean, like there's a lot of really cool things, even like they're walking over the bridge and the fish like jumps up from the water and hits him and stuff like that. Like you're, I think you're right about Nintendo steering is that they, know the fan service the moments from the games that resonate that you want to like put in there in like an interesting creative beautiful way yeah um it's interesting i i can't wait to see the thing as as a fan of this franchise going back to you know diapers practically i can't be more excited about oh my god and then when like they touch the fire flower and then she's holding the fire power in her hand that was wild that was because beautiful doesn't that that, isn't that what you think of when you're playing the game? You like yep. you touch the flower, you have yep. this power, and then he's like flying in his Takuni suit and that too. Like, there's some cool stuff in this thing, man. Definitely. Yeah, I'm excited. Um. <sighs> <laughs> That's so telling. Oh my just god, the, the one element. Uh, yeah. But we'll see, and uh, maybe I'll just love it the whole thing. Next up, night at the museum. Kamunra Rises. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, oh, <laughs> again, Kamunra Rises again. This will be a Disney Plus animated movie on December 9th. Zoner Mary brought us that one. I'm going to right. I'm not saying these in the thing anymore. They're in the show notes. Um, yeah. I, I, is this? I went to the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia says this is the fourth night in the museum thing. Oh hell yeah. Oh, yeah, I had no had idea there was so many. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They weren't going to do another movie because uh, they obviously Robin Williams. Yeah, of course. Right, right. Um, but uh, this one is kind of cool that they're bringing back this character because this character in the sequel was played by Hank Azaria. Ah. So got like an animated movie with uh, the voice uh, animated act or the, the, the voice of like animated characters. So many animated characters. Exactly. Yeah. And so Zachary Levi is the, I guess he's the dad. Um, and then it's his son, Nick, who takes over as the night guard for a while. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, an animated night. Because uh, Larry Daly was obviously Ben Stiller. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, what is it? Next up, uh, Q sheet, lost the Q sheet, going through tabs, right? Uh, oh, yes. A man called Otto. This was passed to us by Zoner Spenny. Sorry. Dang it. This was passed to us in our uh, GeekPod group. This will be in theaters January 6th. This is a Tom Hanks grumpy old man movie, and the trailer was really endearing. And I pretty much know the entire plot of the movie now, but I thought it was really sweet. Did you see the trailer for A Man Called Otto Paul? Um, I don't know. Did I? Which one was it about again? Grumpy old Tom Hanks. Uh, no. No, uh, I didn't. No. Yeah. But it was good? Yeah, like I say, it was endearing, and I'm pretty sure I have the entire plot of the movie from the trailer. Now. Well, great then. Yeah. And finally, meet me in the bathroom. We had quite an extensive article, uh, and then a trailer passed along about uh, this uh, sort of documentary. I don't actually know when that's coming out. Uh, Paul, you talk about the movie while I try and find out when it's. I think coming. it might be out. I think it. Oh yes, actually, out. you're right. November 25th rings yeah. in my head for that. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically a documentary about the music of the 2000s, and you got the Strokes and the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, and 
other bands I can't remember right now. Yeah, this um, this scratches me right where I itch because uh, it's set against really the backdrop of 9-11 happening. Um, and as you all know, I am fascinated with that part of history. Uh, it is set in New York. It is about music that I really loved, uh, that I was a big part of my musical kind of um, adolescence or like puberty where I and it was a big change in the sound of modern rock music right it was like uh, we were kind of really mired in the post grunge era of the late 1990s and new metal was big and all that crap that would have been on stage at Woodstock 99 <laughs> right and, and it's funny too that those documentaries have come out and we've had that kind of look at that era in music and, and you can kind of see that stuff just like flaming out. When that big spotlight was put on that type of music at Woodstock, it kind of was just like, left, you know, the wider culture at large with a very icky taste in the mouth, as well as people, I think we're just getting sick of the yarl, sick of the like grunty nature of the, the vocals that had just gotten so over the top and, yeah. and just, ugh, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's just such an unpleasant sound. Well, and it was time, right? And that kind of music, yeah. like Alan Cross always talked about mm-hmm. this. The music goes on an ascendant and a descendant, you know, and sometimes it's more dancey stuff and sometimes more rocky stuff. And in that case, it was more screamy stuff. Well, just as in the grunge music of the 1990s was, you know, like kind of a rejection of the excesses of the 80s and the kind of the hair metal glam thing, right? You went in the opposite direction. Yeah. And then when that got taken to excess in the late 1990s, in the early 2000s, it was back to this like stripped down garage rock sounds um, with kind of more melodies and things. So so that's where you get bands like, yeah, the Strokes and the Yeah, yeah the Moldy Peaches are featured. And, and the scene in New York was massive at that time. Um, and so... So so this just sounds like a really, really cool documentary about that era of music. Um, and I can't wait to watch it, actually. It, it sounds like a really cool time and place to be alive. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Geek news. Oh, there was also one more trailer. It was for the That 90s show, but I, I think it just came out yesterday. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. That 90s but, show. How's it look? Sorry. Really? They're I should have let that? you know. Oh, my God. Um, it looks it, it, it looks like that 70s show. It, it, it's funny because because um, this Red has and, this has Kitty and and um, they are the stars. Yeah, basically. okay, right. Uh, and then I think the people from that 70s show are going to show up periodically, but it focuses on, I guess. Um, Jesus, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the son's name? What's Red Red and Kitty's son's name? Eric. Eric. So I think it, it focuses on his kid. Um, coming to either stay or live with uh, Red and Kitty. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, house hasn't it. really changed. The, it hasn't. And this is amazing. They look almost exactly the same, too. Red I know. Yeah, they they open up the trailer, and you're right. They've barely changed. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, it looks fun. Red said something about, like, getting sticking his foot up somebody's ass. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's yeah, great. Looks- it looks oh, fun. Doing, it brings back what you like about the old sitcom. They're doing the high at the table camera whip thing. Yeah. This is great. Like, and it is. It's the same set. And wow, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that That's looks really pretty cute, good, actually. honestly. Yeah, if you're a fan, this is great. This is kind of the soft reboot of the show, right? That makes sense. That makes sense. Not like this '80s show or that '80s show. Yeah. So this would be uh, January 19th on Netflix. Wow. Look, we've talked about another thing. I remember liking. The 70s show when it was out for a while. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Like, it was pretty clever and kind of neat and some good jokes in there and everything. And it was pretty inventive as well, mm-hmm. as, as far as I remember, right? There's, there's some oh, creative yeah. stuff on there. It was a, yeah, it was a bit of a, a cornerstone of like, like, it defined, I wouldn't say that genre, but I mean, I, I don't know, the, the, that sort of ensemble and just the layout of the show, it was pioneering, I think. Two good jokes I remember um, uh, from that 70s show. One was uh, Eric caught his parents having sex uh, one time, and a lazier group of writers would have put they, there was the parents were having sex, and there was music playing on the clock radio, and the so a lazier writer would have put in like um, you know like uh, can't get enough of your love, babe, or something like that, some Barry White or something, right? Yeah. Um, but the writers on this show they played the song. There was like, do you remember what it was Brian? I see your little smile. 
Do you remember no, this episode? It was like the song is like, tell me something good. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember because he just kept like hearing that song and having weird flashbacks. That was a great episode. And then another really great joke I remember was some pastor came over to their house and was like doing a youth group thing and told them to draw what they thought God looked like. And then to like Tommy Chong was in the show. Remember of that? Of course. Yeah. Beautiful. And, yeah. and then he's like, oh, you drew Jesus. And he's like, no, man, it's Clapton. Great joke. <laughs> great. Joke. That's really good joke. Awesome. So I don't know. I'll watch an episode or two of this, and then and also with this new cast, you don't have to even mention any of the sex pests involved in the show. Original show. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Or worse, right? I guess worse than that. Even let's leave it at that. Uh, Geek news proper. <laughs> We're going to start with spoilers. Spoilers! I'm right here! Spoilers! Thank you. For the Marvels. And it's not a huge spoiler. It's a costume spoiler, but uh, a, a pillow. A, a pillow was released for merchandise for the Marvels, huh. and it shows uh, Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel and Photon in their The Marvels costumes. Oh, yeah. So we get to see <laughs> what Photon looks like, at, you know, in the new costume, and Everybody's, everybody's got a new costume. So it wasn't a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoner Ewan passed this along to us and didn't click on it. Uh, didn't want the spoilers. And so even by, by my describing it, that's why I want to put the spoiler thing on it. Because mm-hmm. maybe some people don't want to know. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a costume. Mm. Yeah. Was it a throw pillow or like a bed pillow? A bed pillow. Oh, okay. So like yeah. a pillowcase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe it was just a pillowcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had this weird thing happen to me where one of the pillowcases came off my pillows and... Tried to strangle you? No, I just like, and it kept me up all night. I kept looking at it and being like, that should be on there. But I was too tired. Put it back on. That's it. I was, I don't know. I was too tired to just like do the thing. You didn't want to do the thing and then be awake for another hour. Right. Because you, you got up to do a thing. That's right. Even okay. the, the simple, simple task of putting a pillow in, back into its case. And. I mean, you say simple, simple. I wrestle with those freaking things. Uh, do you really? It's to do. Well, I got these new pillows that are so wonderful. $28 at Costco. Can't recommend highly enough. Okay. And when I'm I right eventually... I'm 37. <laughs> <laughs> so the pillow goes back into the case, simple, nice linen cases and everything, too. So it wasn't... And it was so strange. Yeah, because that was my dilemma. Even I, Either I wake up and do the simple task and then be awake more, but it kept me awake just looking at it. It's just next to me. And I kept like, oh, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't sleep on this pillow now. This pillow is out of the equation because I can't, I simply can't put my head on an uncased pillow. Do you know what I mean? Like those half awake thoughts that's like bothering you. <laughs> so and the Capital like, City Comic Con is the taking a break. Who in took the case off? Twenty twenty three. Why did you take this case off? Um, they right, so mic down, right? <laughs> right. I just bought his mic Sorry, down. God. The Capital City Comic Con is taking a break in twenty twenty three, and uh, yeah, like I, we wish them well. And hope that they come back uh, strong and rested. It's, uh, you know what? Sometimes it's just a, it's just a good decision. There is a, th- there is their post, uh, which is just we're taking a break. Mm. And then there's an article with, uh, I mean, the article initially gets incorrect the time of year when the Comic Con happens. So hopefully the rest of the article is is accurate. But oh, uh, who's to say? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, now this is. Um this is what do you reckon here, boys? Like this thing is just a tremendous amount of work for no money, as well as the organizers I think are involved or the owners of Cherry Bomb Toys in the Toy Museum, which is right in the middle of needing to vacate and move their entire business that they've been at for years, That's as right. well as the museum, which is another like you know, as well as the increased cost of wherever they go now will be absolutely more rent than they were paying. They're busy and distracted people. Right? That's what's going on there, unfortunately. And and they couldn't be nicer people as well. So, um, hey, if you miss Comic-Con, please support in any way you can there when hopefully it does come back. And also, I think, um, go down to Cherry Bomb and buy some stuff, would you? You know? Yeah, I hear a little free ad for Cherry Bomb. They rule. There's such good people yeah, in that place. Sweet people. And it's, it's such an incredible, like every time I'm downtown, I make sure to walk by and see what's in the window. And, you know, if always I have, cool window stuff. They there. just make this cool, amazing diorama with toys in the window. Mm. And yeah, the museum upstairs, like that thing is like an adrenaline shot to the heart of nostalgia for me. Like it's <laughs> insane the stuff they have up there and the way they have it all displayed so lovingly. And um, yeah, it's just a wonderful place. 
So David Hyde Pierce will not be coming back in the Frasier reboot. Uh, this will be on Paramount Plus. It is currently in development. Apparently, um, things will start getting going in the early parts of 2023. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's not not seems nothing malicious. Seems uh, mm. normal and amicable, but just just something he yeah didn't want to do. Brian, that's fine. You got you got thoughts on this, Brian? No, you're a Fraser guy. <laughs> <laughs> No. Two things that I'll say is that Kelsey Grammer came out and was like, nope, this is great. This is exactly what we wanted uh, because it's a fresh start for Frasier. And we get, uh, this is act three in the story of Frasier. Act one, of course, is time on Cheers. And then you got Frasier. Now this is a whole new Frasier. And so, you know, to the naive, I might say like, okay, maybe. Yeah, right. I guess, yeah, yeah, maybe that's was a, on purpose. To, and then... The other part of me is like, no, there was no interest. No one else wanted to do this, but Kelsey Grammer wanted his vanity project, wanted to be back in front of a camera. Hmm. And so even without your co-star, who was such a huge, massive part of the success of that show, because really, like, it's been a while since I watched any Frasier, but if you're a good Frasier fan, you know that it was the dynamic between the two brothers that made that show fly. Sure. Right? And And the dad in there as well was so good, and then the other supporters were great, but, like, it's really Frasier and Niles backing off at each other. So, okay, we'll see how it goes. Zona Shiloh passed along this fascinating thing. Did you know? Did you know that the Tetramino, the the shapes in Tetris, have names? No. The original booklet for the Nintendo Entertainment System version of Tetris named them like Orange Ricky, Blue Ricky, (laughs) Cleveland Zed, Rhode Island Zed, Hero, uh, Smash Boy. And this led me to... Tetris.fandom.com, oh, the boy. wiki about Tetris. And not only do they have names like this, like, okay, so there's the the four-way, the I, the mm-hmm. the one that, well. Other the na- Savior? The Savior, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So other names include Straight, Stick, Strike, Line, Long Bar, Vav, Final Nun, One, the Cyan Piece, the Long Skinny One, the Slim Jim, Tetral, TGM Red, Hot Shot, Long, Slim Dandy, the Flashmaker, Long Boy, Big Papa, Thin Lizzy, Stack Em Up, Euclid's Arrow, Four <laughs> on the Floor, George, and Hero. Yeah. And all of these pieces have like 20 alternate names, wow. and it's like a little bit too much for my brain, but apparently that's a thing. And But that was quite shocking to find out. Wow. I love that. I love Tetris. Tetris is great. How genius. How genius. <laughs> How, you weren't busy enough creating one of the greatest video games of all time, one of the most ingenious video games ever put to silicon. <laughs> silicon? Um, you also have to give them silly little names. Great God bless names. you. Great names. Um, and finally, in Geek News proper... I, I don't know if we'll talk about this, but we'll just link to it in the show notes. There's a clip from a Graham Norton show where he's talking to Patrick Stewart about a disagreement. Uh, Graham Norton oh, yeah. is talking to Patrick Stewart about a disagreement that Patrick Stewart had with his wife. And maybe this was during Logan Pressers or whatever, because Hugh Jackman is there and, and pretty much just like dies laughing mm-hmm. about the disagreement between Patrick Stewart and his wife about whether or not Patrick Stewart is circumcised. That's the that's, oh. the, that's the gist of it. Oh, they were disagreeing on that? What's there to really disagree about? Uh, she said he wasn't. He said he was. <laughs> I <laughs> Great face. So Brian hasn't seen it either. Great face. Uh, so I'm not uh, even going to tell you how it turned out. Just go watch the clip. It's pretty funny and pretty short. Okay. Uh, that's it. It's pretty short. Oh, God. It seems like something you can't have an argument about. <laughs> so it would seem. However, go watch the clip. Okay. So that's okay. it for Geek News Proper. I have one story in not Harrison Ford News Proper. Antonio Banderas says that he would love to pass the torch to Tom Holland in a Zorro reboot. This no. does not mean, like, this is not happening, obviously. That's you know, a joke. Even though it did happen from mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins, but uh, he's just, just, mm. it's just, just, just a thing. Sure. It's almost rumors and hearsay. It is. Well, it's just him making a joke, I think. Right? And he's making a joke about. But you, but you make a point. He, he, the torch was passed to him by Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Why do you think that's a joke, Paul? Let's let's. It'll be like a. Right. It'll be like a racial Zorro sandwich. Are British we talking about the too. Englishness of it? Is that is that the is that the gag? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Paul's got his head in his hands. Okay. <laughs> Am I gonna get canceled for that? No. Well, I don't know. Hey. 
<laughs> okay, there's a lot more to this that I seem to be missing, so maybe it's time to move on because it's sounding risky. I don't know what's going on, but listener mailbag. <laughs> we had one from Zoner Ewan who he finally watched uh, Zen, Grogu, and the Dust Bunnies. Didn't think too much of it, I don't believe, uh, but we went on about the music, mm. and I didn't realize this, but the music for Grogu and the Dust Bunnies is completely taken from Grogu's theme from The Mandalorian, oh. which I never picked out before. Um, and it also has uh, shades of, of Thomas Newman in it, which he pointed out. And it's brilliantly. And it was, a, it was a nice little musical uh, rabbit hole to dive into. That's great and cute. And um, I don't, yeah, I didn't catch that either, but I did when I was sourcing the music. Well, because it's just like three minutes long, right? This yeah, thing? Yeah, literally. So it's like, it's a, a song length. Yeah. So, um, but I did notice that the music was very pleasant. Very pleasant. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of, I will run it in a tab and do some work. Sure. And then come back three minutes later and run it again. Yeah. All right. Reviews and recommendations. Starting with Brian's 91 Second Movie Review, The Guardians of the Galaxy Special. No, not a 91 Second Movie Review, but The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I think Brian is the only one here who has seen it. Is that correct? Paul, have you seen it? Have you guys not seen it? Nope. No. It's 45 minutes, guys. Come on. It's also November. Yeah, I'm not quite November. there. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch oh, it. Oh, I soon. can't talk about anything with this. I mean, really? Is it all just spoilers? Oh, yeah. Oh, all dang. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, all right. Let's just read from Zoner Mary. Uh, her review was um, All the Feels, All the Fun, Just Fab. So that's nice. Zoner Shep, who we love, says, Dumb, but fun. <laughs> Brian, do you have uh, three word sentence that you can. <laughs> Can I wrap your thoughts without too many spoilers? Three word sentence. <laughs> That's there it. it. All right. Thank watch you very it. much. I appreciate it. <laughs> what, you didn't what, hear me. You no, what was it? No. Nothing. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> we should watch this. Seriously, why am I here? <laughs> I wrote all these notes and that was the only reason I was like, oh, I guess I could talk about Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Puzzle. You yeah. got Guardians of the Galaxy notes? Oh my god, I do. Well, <laughs> zoners are. Let's let's decan. Let's put on spoilers and decan. No, no, no. Wait. Oh, no, no, no. Let's oh, wait. Man. Let's, let's. I want to discuss. So I'm sorry. Throw those notes in the fire, Brian. Don't say and that. Then, oh, if you want me to talk about, it, I'm gonna fucking spoil it for you guys because no, you didn't no, watch no, no. it. No, no. Just so. save the notes. Save the notes. I want. I do want to hear about it. I want to uh, just wait until we've all seen it. Okay. Homework. Well, homework for next week. Next week we gotta watch this thing by. Whoa! What else? Do you, tomorrow's December. Okay, you're right. I'll, we'll, we'll watch it by next week, okay? Just, okay. I'm well, so you guys sorry. carry on. I'm going to duck out then because I got a concert announcement. Um, dude, I'm so sorry. But and, thank you for joining us. Where okay. can people find you on the internet? Uh, the Zone Out of Fan slash DJ Boytano. Do you have any White Lotus thoughts, Brian? Three word sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talk about I'm this. so sorry we dragged you in here for the thing you All didn't right. get to talk about. Sorry. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, buddy. Oh, I feel really bad. No. Okay, well, let's talk about Weird the Al Yankovic story then. <laughs> sure. Because, um, yeah, we just touched last week and I forgot to touch more on it. Just yeah, I yeah. hated that it was on Roku. But, um, yeah, what were your big thoughts? Because you did, you talked a little bit about you had thoughts and you want to talk more about with me because, yeah, we are big fans. I also love how Kirsten was like, no, Paul doesn't like Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I think she disagreed with that you were the biggest fan. Um, but I, I think you might. I think you might be the biggest fan. Thank you. I think I am too. Simply because I have taken serious heat. I have gotten into heated arguments and discussions, and tersely worded back and forth emails with our boss, my program director, wow. Mark. Okay, because I am adamant in the belief that Weird Al Yankovic is the greatest entertainer of our generation. Oh, yeah, I agree with you there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. By any metric, Weird Al, okay, put him up, you know, album sales, concerts, um, awards critically, the, uh, the, the, like, the stage presence of the show. Just the sheer skill it takes to span all these genres and do them justice so well. Name another artist in any genre, in or in music or in movies or in anything, that whose popularity over the last 40 years has not only maintained but grown the way Weird Al's has. Im 
Possible. Impossible. And I think it has a lot to do with, like, kids keep discovering him. Like, he's very popular with kids, and then it just has baked in nostalgia. But then he keeps outdoing himself. So if you do have a little weird now nostalgia from, you know, like I do from mostly the 90s, right? Alapalooza was the album for me that really nice. cemented him in, right? Those great parodies on that album I listened to over and over again. Um, but then as you get older and he keeps putting stuff out, you can go and he's just like, it's so good. And he keeps getting better and better at his craft yeah. that you can appreciate it on a whole new level. Like, And basically all that's changed about the guy is that he got LASIK and now he doesn't wear glasses. Like, <laughs> Otherwise he looks exactly the same mm-hmm. as he did it, with even longer hair. It's it's amazing. He no. shaved the mustache too, right? Oh yeah, I guess he did shave the mustache. That's yeah. true. So and, and and you know, put together that with the fact that like talk to any human being who's ever had any encounter with him and he's just like the nicest person of all time. Incredible. Like I I really do have such a love and appreciation for Weird Al, and it seems like a silly thing to say. No, no. You and know I, you know every word in the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Of course I do. Of and course you, do. Uh, you know, Amish Paradise and everything. Yeah. It's it's he really is great. Okay, so the movie itself, Bud, what did you think? Daniel Radcliffe is a star. Uh-huh. Oh my god. He went in on this movie and just he held nothing back. Like it was incredible <laughs> to see how seriously he took this role of a parody movie. Yes. And I have huge respect for him. Yeah. It's incredible. He loves taking the weird projects. And he has to, right? Because mm-hmm. he's otherwise he's just gonna spend his life being pigeonholed as a boy wizard. Or that could be hey, that's not a bad life. No, fair enough. Like he could continue to only take like hero roles or 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 like just do, do like very basic movies or get into the Marvel, you know, system or something like it, you know, yeah. get cast in blockbusters and he refuses. Yeah. He's in one of the most successful blockbuster franchises of all time. Thank you very much. Moving on. Yeah. Only weird things now. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. That's what I like. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. And I've got the talent to back it up. And so he does it. And it's he's he's so good in it. Um, the cameos were great. Oh, my God. The cameos were incredible. Like, I lost track. Yeah. You know, it's it's back to the Wikipedia. And here's the thing. I tried very hard not to be on my phone during this movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's not a very long movie. But just, <laughs> but just like I'm doing the, 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 the point, yep. you know. And, yeah, there were so many great cameos. So, yeah. And one thing that I found was interesting about this movie is that it really is just the f- the hour and a half long version of the Funnier Die sketch. Yes. Like, that really was the trailer for this movie. That's yes. exactly what they did. It was the exact same jokes, line for line, beat for beat even, yeah. right? As if that trailer was real. They just extended it out, you know, put some budget behind it. Different actors, of course. And it was that. And so once I realized that, my test for this movie was, is this necessary? Is it necessary to have when all the main big jokes and all, you know, and all the big beats are in that two minute clip? Right. With, I would say, ostensibly bigger actors. Yeah. Because, of right? course, you could, you could, you can grab a bigger actor for. Uh, a trailer than you can for a movie for the budget. Yeah, exactly. Like Mary Steenburgen as his mom. Hilarious. Uh, Right. And uh, Patton Oswalt, who makes a cameo, but like uh, as Dr. Demento, like that would have maybe too much of a commitment because Dr. Demento is a pretty big character. Yeah. Yeah. In this movie. So, yeah. So did it, did it need to exist? And I can safely say that it did, and it does, and there were so many laughs, so many extra things, so much more to the movie to flesh it out uh, that it was still a very, very satisfying watch. And and I think that you all touched on this before too, but like it's a, a comedy of a bygone era that they just simply do not make anymore. That's also it. Yeah, this kind of movie is not a thing anymore. Everybody yeah. is just trying to be so gritty and real world, mm-hmm. and you just lose this ridiculousness um, in in 2022. And it was so great to have back. Yeah, that yeah, was it was, because, and not that this movie didn't have references. Obviously, it did, but it like it, it wasn't just a reference. It wasn't just an off the cuff remark. If you're making a reference in this movie, you are dressing Conan O'Brien up as the reference. <laughs> they went the distance. Uh, right? I know. So, and that's a thing that doesn't happen anymore. And whether that's budget restraints or it's like I call it maybe like the the Seth Rogen slash 
Um, what's that man who makes the movies, the, all the comedy movies? Oh, Judd Apatow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Apatowization of comedy movies where it's a real world thing. It's very down to earth. The jokes come from quips and references and kind of funny lines and way too long and right. And there's no, there's zero really silliness yeah. in those movies. They're so heavy, which I suppose like elevated the art form for a while. I suppose, but I also suppose those won't age as well. Absolutely not. They won't. This kind of thing is timeless well, because exactly. of its ridiculosity. Exactly. And and I want to laugh. Like, you're making comedy movies. I don't really care about the cinematography. Not so much. Right. As much as I care about uh, Frank, they're not here to see you. Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. <laughs> right. That type of silly yeah. naked gun style joke that this movie did. Uh, and how full circle that it's Weird Al himself to do it. And <sighs> so I just think, I don't know the numbers of this movie. I hope it's the biggest success of all time for Roku. Uh, I really hope that more comedies like this start to get made. If they aren't in the theaters, put them on some streamers, everybody. We've got the bandwidth. Please, just comedies. Just not Roku. (laughs) Just not Roku anymore. (laughs) We've run out of time, so we'll talk about The White Lotus at another point. Paul Plastino, where can we find you on the internet? On the internet. Great. I'm Webmeisterbot on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch. This has been the Zones Geek Out Podcast, episode 216. Thank you so much for listening. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.